The sermon from St. John's Evangelical Lutheran Church of Hancock, Minnesota, a member of the Wells, preached on August 28, 2011, based on Isaiah chapter 55, verses 1 through 5. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The word from God, through which the Holy Spirit calls out to you and to me today, is the first lesson, Isaiah 55, verses 1 through 5. Please listen again to verse 3. Give ear and come to me, hear me, that your soul may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you, my faithful love promised to David. This is the word of our Lord. Please be seated. Dear friends in Christ, fellow saints washed clean in the blood of our risen Savior. Psalm 42 As a deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O Lord. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? What do you thirst for in life, dear friends? Do you thirst for happiness, contentment, satisfaction? Do you thirst for family, friends, relationships? Do you thirst for success, victory, achievements? Do you thirst for acknowledgement, acceptance, appreciation? Do you thirst for excitement, exhilaration, or experiences? Or, Or do you thirst for beauty, learning, art, culture? Maybe your thirsts aren't quite that ambitious. You simply thirst for fewer heartaches, less stress, not so many pains and worries. There's an inner thirst, though, from deep within our souls, a thirst and hunger that food and water cannot quench, that medicine and technology cannot solve, and that no amount of work family, experiences, achievements, entertainment, or learning can satisfy. That's the thirst you heard the psalmist express earlier. You sang about it in the hymn. Ah, how long in anguish shall my spirit languish, yearning, Lord, for thee. Today, though, come, dear friends, come, and feast on what alone quenches this thirst and satisfies this hunger. And in fact, it puts all those other thirsts in their proper place so that they no longer oppress your soul. Come, feast on David's covenant. It's the only food that truly fills you up, and it's the food freely prepared for you. Come, feast on David's covenant covenant. Isaiah 55, come all you who are thirsty, come to the waters, and you who have no money, come buy and eat, come buy milk and wine without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? We often see a storyline that goes something like this. There's, there's a father who's 
so busy with work that he neglects his family. He misses his daughter's recital. He leaves before his son's ball game begins because of the emergency at work. He forgets their birthdays. But by the end of the movie, whether through tragedy or comedy, he learns that true fulfillment does not come from paychecks, promotions, or prestige, but from family. But that's a lie, dear friends. That's a lie. Don't get me wrong. Family is indeed more important than work. But just as paychecks, promotions, and prestige cannot bring true fulfillment in this life, neither can family. Neither can any of those other things that we thirst for, that we mentioned earlier. Don't believe they're empty promises of fulfillment. For how can those things truly quench that fervent longing from deep within our souls that you heard the psalmist express. For you see, we are God's creation, created by him and for him. We cannot find true purpose or fulfillment in life apart from him. And yet, ever since Adam and Eve fell into sin, our inborn and natural self is so corrupted by sin that we hide from God and run away from his voice. Your conscience knows. Your conscience accuses. Your conscience convicts you. And so we hide. Left to ourselves, our resentment, anger, and hatred against God just drives us farther and farther away from him. How could we ever find anything to quench this thirst, and we're running away from the only, the only thing that can satisfy. Is it any wonder that, that people try to ignore this thirst by, by burying themselves in work or family, by distracting themselves with entertainment or, or pleasures, by numbing themselves with drugs or alcohol, or worst of all, dear friends, worst of all, by thinking that they can make things right between themselves and God if they only work at, be, at, at doing good and, and becoming spiritual enough. And yet, none of those things can satisfy this thirst. What is the only food that can quench this thirst and satisfy this hunger? What is this feast that the Lord invites us to here in Isaiah chapter 55? Well, to answer that question, we note that Isaiah 55 comes after Isaiah 53 and 54. That's self-evident. But do you remember what the Lord says to you and to me in Isaiah 53? Do you recall the feast that he lays out for us in that chapter and now invites us to in Isaiah 55? Recall that feast he spreads out for us as you listen to these verses from Isaiah 53. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering. Surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows. Yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him, and afflicted. 
But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. After the suffering of his soul, he will see the light of life and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant will justify many. He will bear their iniquities. What a feast the Lord spreads out for us. And in the text here today invites us to, as he says, Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. What a feast. For you see, these words from Isaiah 53 are an explanation of that everlasting covenant that he made with David centuries before Isaiah was born. That covenant that he had made with David that promised that David's descendant would reign from the eternal throne because his descendant would would overcome and win the victory for humanity against their enemies of sin, Satan, and death. And so, centuries after Isaiah... We see Mary and Joseph from the house and line of David go to Bethlehem. And there she gives birth to the bread who came down from heaven, the living water, God's Son, Jesus Christ. For you see, dear friends, Jesus is the David referred to here in the text from Isaiah chapter 55. Jesus is the witness, the leader, and the commander that the text talks about. He is the one on whom the Lord endows splendor. For Jesus, Jesus is the one who has prepared this feast for you and for me. Jesus is that priceless treasure, fount of purest pleasure. What a covenant the Lord made with David, that covenant of his everlasting love that promised the Savior, Jesus Christ. He promised that David's descendant would be pierced for our transgressions and then come back to life to justify us through his righteousness because he bore our iniquities. This is the feast Feast on this good news of Jesus Christ, dear friends. This is the covenant he made with David. Feast on this good news of Jesus, the Lamb who was slain, but now who reigns from that everlasting throne that stands sure and firm for the mercies and the faithful love of the Lord that he has promised will not fail. This, dear friends, is the good food that brings delight and joy to our souls more than wine that brings joy to a celebration. This is the good food that gives life to our souls more than milk that nourishes a newborn infant. Come, feast on on David's covenant. The promises the Lord made to David, the promises of the Savior, this is the only food that truly fills and satisfies and quenches that thirst deep within our souls. And how do we feast on it? How do we drink it in? How do we eat it up? With our ears 
funneling this message, this gospel to our souls. Even as the Lord calls out and says, listen, listen to me and eat what is good and your souls will delight in the richest affair. Give ear and come to me, hear me that your soul may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. My faithful love promised to David. Yes, dear friends, feast on David's covenant. Hear the words and promises of our Lord. Listen to his call here as he says, Come, all you who are thirsty. Listen, listen to me and eat what is good. Don't be fooled by the promises of this world. And don't be distracted even by the good things of this life like work and family. Don't be fooled by their empty promises that they can offer true fulfillment. Listen, listen to me and eat what is good, the Lord calls out to you. Think of Mary sitting at Jesus' feet, listening while her sister is too busy. Feed on the one thing needful. Come, feast on David's covenant. The promise of the Lord's faithful love that he made to David. The promise that he kept by sending Jesus Christ so that through his blood you have forgiveness and eternal life. Come, feast on David's covenant, the only food that truly fills. And come, feast on it. For it is freely prepared for you. This is part two today. And as we we think about this, that it's freely prepared for us, think about how people love a good deal, don't they? About a week or so ago, Hewlett-Packard discontinued their um, new HP touchpad tablet, one of those new computer devices. For over a month, stores couldn't sell them. They had started out at $499. But after they were discontinued, Stores slashed the prices to $99 and sold out within a day. People loved that good deal. However, if a deal sounds too good, people then become suspicious, don't they? They want to know what the catch is. You know that old saying, there ain't no such thing as a free lunch. And yet, what the Lord says to you and to me today isn't talking about a free lunch, but a full course meal. A course for not only this life, but for all eternity. Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. So what's the catch? What's the agenda? What's the hidden cost? Or is this just some sort of outdated junk that the Lord's offering us? Is that why it's free? No, dear friends, God does not lie. Come, without money and without cost, he says. For you see, the price has been paid for by someone else, by Jesus Christ, with his holy, precious blood. Jesus' priceless treasure, fount of purest pleasure. That's why it's free for you and for me, because Jesus has paid that price. Imagine what the blood of God could buy for you. Imagine how lavish a feast he could spread out for you. In fact, you don't have to imagine it, do you? Because Jesus has actually done it for you. Feast 
on David's covenant because Jesus has prepared it for you at no cost. But how can you know? How can you be sure of this? Doesn't it sound too good to be true? How can you be sure? Because Jesus himself testifies about it. He is not only the payment, he is also the witness that leads us to the truth. He is the witness that the text talks about when it says, See, I have made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and a commander. Hear the testimony of Jesus, the faithful witness. Hear as he testifies to you through the words of the Bible. For this is the scriptures, the words that are written down so that you hear the same testimony of Jesus today that he spoke 2,000 years ago as he walked this earth. Unaltered, unchanged, uncorrupted. Hear the testimony of Jesus. Be sure and believe. This feast is freely prepared for you. And hear his testimony through the Lord's Supper. As in the sacrament, he says to you, I place my body and blood into your mouth so that you know for sure that I have paid the full price even for you. Jesus is the faithful witness. Hear his testimony calling out to you through the scriptures and the sacraments. He has paid the full price. And so this feast, this lavish feast, is freely prepared for you. Believe it, dear friends. And yet I think sometimes we take this testimony for granted. It's almost as if we imagine we have a right to hear the testimony that Jesus is giving as the faithful witness. And so we fill ourselves with other things until we have time for God's word. It's almost as if we think that God owes us this testimony. But think about it for a moment. This is the covenant he made with David. Why would we ever think we would have a share in it? Think about it. Jesus was born a Jew from the family line of David. We are not part of that, people. We're not heirs of the covenant, descendants of Abraham. David wasn't our king or our ancestors' king. And yet, how amazing that our God in his grace extends this covenant that he made with David even to you and to me, to people who had not known that the Messiah was coming, to people whom the Messiah did not visit during his time on this earth. And that's why in the text here, the Lord says to Jesus, the Messiah, Surely you will summon nations you know not, and nations that do not know you will hasten to you. That's talking about you and me. Because the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has endowed you, the Messiah, with splendor. Yes, how splendid the work of our Savior Jesus is. For although this was the promise, the covenant made to David, that the Lord includes you and me in it as well. This feast is prepared for you. Believe it, dear friends. Believe it, for Jesus came not only for one group of people, he came for all. Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters, 
And you who have no money, come, buy, and eat. Yes, people may flock to the stores to buy a gadget for $99. And yet, how few spend even 99 minutes a week feasting on the promises of our Lord, the covenant that he made with David and extends to you and to me. Listen to his call. Feast on his word prepared for you each week in the sermon and service here. Feast on his word laid out in Bible class. Feast on his word stored up in your Bibles at home. Yes, come, feast on David's covenant. For this food is freely prepared for you. Come, feast on this covenant. The promise the Lord had made to David and extends to you and to me. The promise of the Savior whose blood alone pays so that forgiveness and eternal life are ours. Come, feast on David's covenant. It is freely prepared for you. And it's the only food that fills as you thirst for it like a deer panting for streams of water. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen.